All right, welcome to Cracking Eggs, a podcast where we, uh, well, we'll figure that out along the way. Mm. Um, to begin with, let me introduce you to my co-host and brother, Seth Condon. Hello there. Um, let's start with the who, what, when, where, how, maybe not how, but uh, who are we? We're two brothers, mm-hmm. the Condon brothers, mm-hmm. Garrett and Seth. Um, do you have anything to put in there? Uh, the what? I guess what uh, what we're doing is we're recording ourselves talk about um, t- today a couple different conspiracy theories or talks about conspiracies. I like to call them theoretical histories. Theoretical histories. I like that better, too. Yeah, because the whole conspiracy thing has, like, a negative connotation around it. Uh, where? In Garrett's closet. Yep, we are currently in, in my house. Closet. In my closet um, with... Uh, with Audrey. Our dog. Well, our dog. My yeah. dog, Audrey. Yeah. She's pretty much your dog. Well, yeah, she's my uh, girlfriend. And the when? Once every two weeks? Once every two weeks. We'll yeah. try. Maybe if people pick it up, if we get more than, let's say... Two? Uh, One? hundred viewers. What? What are you talking about? Yeah, it's never Okay, yeah, no. If we get five viewers that aren't our friends... I was thinking like two total. Wow. Like even if we get two of our friends to listen to this. Oh, we'll get two people to listen. You think so? To it. Well oh my then gosh. I just I just want to keep doing it. Yeah. So I'm setting the bar low. And that two leads people. to the why. The why. We both I've talked with this to you. I don't want to get famous. Mm-hmm. That's not what this is about. This is more about having time to sit down and just talk about a a, a structured thing a topic because we both have add mm-hmm. and get we get into things but mm-hmm. we get tangential and then we 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 bring up a lot of points and then we never come back to them at all which is definitely going to happen here anyways yep. but at least having a confined subject to talk about on a bi-weekly basis exactly yeah it kind of gives us a structured time which right. you don't think ADD instru- we need structure oh we do yeah. we need to have it absolutely alright so we discussed this earlier I'm going to tell you what I went into it sounds like what you went into you're not completely uh, done with oh yet. It's, it's a whole can of worms okay Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what I did what I looked into you'll tell me what you looked into and okay. then I'll tell I'll go into my tangent and then you can start yours, and maybe this bleeds into week two. Okay. Um, have you ever heard of stick people? Yes. Also known as stick Indians? Yeah. Also known as little people? Never heard them called that. Also known as spiritual dwarves. Okay. Never, never ever. That got a little bit weirder the more you started talking. That's yeah. that's good. That's I like what it. I looked into. Looking into stick people. Yeah, I've heard um I've heard about them being talked about in the Appalachian Mountains. That's where I know of them. Like it, that's like a AT, like an Appalachian Trail, uh, like wives' tale. Yeah, it's uh they origins. We'll get into that at the end. Um, but most origins are Native Native American, um, Northwestern hmm. Americas. Okay. Mostly is where it is apparently started off with. Oh. But like most things you'll find with mythical beasts or creatures mm-hmm. or things or spirits, uh, it's kind of a worldly a worldly thing. And right. I'll give you my theories on it afterwards. Um, but Native American mythology and like legends, just a horde of hmm. 
of goodies. What did you go into? You went way into the esoteric, spiritual, <laughs> ephemeral realm. I kind of feel weird because I... Let me just preface this by saying that I was going to originally talk about the assassination of the president of Haiti that happened recently. Okay. Yeah. So dad's coworker speaks uh, Spanish. He's from Colombia. It was a couple members of like the Columbia Colombian Secret Service involved in it, and mm-hmm. then like some Americans. <clears throat> it was just great, you know. It was, he's he's informing me like he's just talking to me. This is like a grown grown man just like talking to me about this, uh, this assassination going. Anyways, I was gonna do that, and then I decided to get my COVID vaccination recently. So <laughs> I just got my COVID vaccination today. And I decided to look into, like, COVID-19 conspiracy theories surrounding it and just, like, the whole confusion on the origin, what's up with that. Yep. Just because just because it's it's a hot topic and it's so relevant right now, too. So, yeah. 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 I kind of knew that you would go in the conspiracy theory route, and mm-hmm. that's why I wanted to go in the mythical realm yeah. of folklore and legend. Yeah, mine's more like government <clears throat> political yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Which, let's get into that. Okay. Um, before we dive into mine a little bit, uh, the what with this podcast, it's going to be a little bit of everything. Um, but I don't think we're going to get too serious. And the other thing is, by no means are we professionals. By no means have we put more than eight hours of research into this. Yeah, no. This is something that we were interested in. It's a topic, you know, we're not professionals. Some of this stuff might just be fake. It might yeah. just be something that I read on Wikipedia. Oh, yeah? And somebody made it up. Oh, dude. Know? Yeah, with stick people, the, the faker the better. Oh, Honestly. Dude. Come on. And that's where we'll get into it. <laughs> right. We'll start with stick people. Okay. Um... So tell me about tell me about stick people. What I'm, what are they? Well, we'll get into that. Okay. I'm gonna read you my first experience with stick people was browsing an Ask Reddit maybe two years ago. <laughs> Why do I remember you telling me about this too after you did it? It gets we'll, we'll get into it. Okay. This is 100% a creepy pasta. This guy put way too much effort into this writing. You'll see right away that it's like this is no this is in no way him just typing up. Oh, this is what happened to me and my wife on it's. He's trying to Can you be... explain to me what a creepypasta is? I've heard of that. I've heard that term before. You know it's what? exactly it's what you're kind of... Uh, what you're, what you're saying. Creepypasta. It's, like, it's like definitely not real, but you're trying to sell it as real. Yeah. It's overly engineered. Creepypastas are horror-related legends that have been copied and pasted around the internet. Creepypasta have since become a chat-all term. Yada, yada. It's a made-up story. Okay, yeah. It's... It's slightly based in, like, truth folklore. Right, but right. But this... You'll see this guy's oh, writing. Yeah, Pokemon cards they fell on the ground. Oh, don't worry. Sorry. About okay. Pokemon sorry. Cards. Sorry. Anyways, <clears throat> we can get into Pokemon cards later. I'm sure there's. Sorry about that. Sorry. Everybody's about that. dad worked for Pokemon back in the nineties. True. True. Anyways, you'll see really quick that this is a story of fiction. But this was my foray into stick people, and so it shall be yours. This is from uh, K Botku. It's not on Reddit. It's actually on a northwesthikers.net um all right new year's eve 1991 my wife and i were walking into boulder cave at about 8 or 9 p.m there was very little snow on the trail just a skiff 
It was a clear, brilliant night. You see what I'm saying? Like, this is just way too descriptive. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> no moon, but crisp stars and the occasional cloud. It was dark, but we had flashlights and warm clothes, and, and we were walking to meet some of our friends to spend the night at the cave and to celebrate New Year's Eve. If you were wondering, we were both sober, having met a few years earlier in AA. Touching story. Mm-hmm. Back then, the USFS wasn't worried about bats, and you could hike into the caves at any time of the year. Now it closes in the fall to preserve some near-mythical bats that may or may not live in the cave. No one has ever seen these bats except for scientists, and they are probably just pulling our legs. As we made our way up the trail, well-made, not very steep, winding through the darkened pines, we could hear children's voices in the distance. Take note. This is part of the folklore. Children's voices in the distance. Okay. <clears throat> like a schoolyard or a playground, or a yard full of happy children running and yelling and laughing far, far away. At first, we tried to think of what it could be. Maybe someone in a cabin or people staying at Camp Roganuda. But on our way in, we'd see no cars or tracks or signs of anyone else in the area. The camp was closed down tight, and no camps, lights, or fires off in the distance or by the road. What was a what was a large group of children doing playing loudly in the distance? Messed up there, but Typo, whatever. whatever. Yep, up a canyon in the middle of the woods on New Year's Eve. It couldn't be sledders because there was barely any snow, and it was way too late for a group of little kids to be frolicking up unsupervised in the woods. It was weird and didn't make any sense, but we kept hearing it. There was an odd, consistent quality to the laughing children noise. It faded in and out of, <clears throat> of hearing, just on the edge of being there, carried by the wind as if from a great distance, funneled and shaped by the mountains and trees and streams until it found our ears. Then back out again, to be lost for a moment, only to return. Laughing, yelling, calling, shouting, playing children, fading in and out as we would stop and listen till it went away, and then we would walk a few dozen more yards and only stop and listen again. Lots of stuff going on here. Yeah. We said, do you hear that? Do you hear that? And would wonder to each other what it could be. And on and on as we walked up the trail, the children haunted us, laughing and screaming, yelling just beyond reason and hearing. Like sound waves coming from the flames of a campfire. Ghost voices traveling on a crisp night air. This guy's got some Stephen King influence. Like <sighs> yeah, that, sure. I think that was like maybe the first sentence he wrote. And he's like, oh, I got something here. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> we got to the cave and told our friends about it and puzzled together. But we forgot about it after a while and played our flutes and listened to new age music on a boombox with cassette tapes and burned candles and talked philosophy and mystery and deep meaning around the fire until the wee hours of the morning. It was a wonderful time. Walking out, something had changed, subtly. The woods seemed a bit ominous. Maybe we were just tired, but as we made our way down the hill, my wife spotted something odd propped against the base of a tree. It was meant to be found, I think, by us, I believe. We thought at the time that it had been left for us by whoever or whatever made the laughing noises. As older and more cynical as I am now, I can still believe that it is or could be true, though it certainly wasn't the work of children. So, this is the object. It is impossible to ab- adequately describe the object. My mind stubbornly refuses to remember it as a whole. I remember the details of its construction and size and general shape. My wife says it was a man, a figuring of a human. I have to believe her because when I try to picture it in my mind, it draws a blank. Its construction was like nothing I'd ever seen before or since. It was a small, abstract figurine woven of tiny sticks, moss, pine, needle, and lichen. Lichen? Lichen. Lichen. Thank Mm. you. That's why you're here. 
The bear's hair moss had been braided into individual strands into tiny rope, which wove in and out bits of lichen. Lichen? Lichen. <laughs> and tiny, tiny sticks around some bigger sticks, smaller than the diameter of a pencil. The main framework of the small sticks was lashed together with what looked like an inner bark. Hold up. Mm -hmm. For a man who does not remember what it resembles, he sure is recalling an awful lot about the construction of this thing. I think this is his wife's description. Oh, this is his wife's description? Yeah. She's still recalling. Like I said, fiction. (laughs) Anyways. Woven into braids with tiny ropes, the workmanship was so intricate and subtle and bizarre that as we picked it up and looked at it, we are at first amazed, then just a little bit shook. It was unworldly yet complex and woven and weaved from woodland materials seeming gathered at random with great skill, assembled with patience and practice by tiny nimble hands. For what purpose, we had no no ideas. The damn thing was weird. It was easy to dismiss in laughing children as a natural phenomenon. The wind or our imaginations, or just some strange, inexplicable happenings that had a perfectly logical explanation. The figurine was real, and it wasn't on the tail side, trail side on the way up, and no one else had been to the cave while we were there. No cars, footprints, no marks in the snow. Nothing. I put it in my pack, took it home, and kept it for a while, broodingly examining it closely for clues about I don't know what. The thing was creepy and full of bad magic, and after a while, I just threw it away. Fast forward, this incident got filed away in my memory, um, and we forgot about it mostly. A few few years later, I got a job working at a local tribe. This job involved lots of downtime, and my native co-worker and I would talk about life and stories and such. One day, I casually recounted the series of events, and when I got to the part about the laughing children, his head snapped around, and he became alert and acutely interested. He quizzed me about it in every detail, and I recounted the story as I have here. He was a logical guy, but he told me point blank that we'd run into stick Indians and explained briefly what stick Indians are. And then he gives a brief warning. Do not bring up the subject of stick Indians with a native. It is a forbidden subject. Trust me, natives don't like to talk about stick Indians. It's polite to bring them up in conversation. Impolite to bring it up in conversation. Please don't. So, here's the information about stick Indians. Mm -hmm. No one, to my knowledge, has ever encountered a sticking Indian and survived to talk about it. So the myth as recounted to me and what little I can find and read up upon them is very small, which is true. I did not find much um, to the point where I thought it was just like all creepy. Oh, you didn't, you didn't find it out, find much. No, there's not like a lot. Okay. But there's some interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I can find little to... Little about them. They are vicious and cunning, semi-men, like about like about three or four feet tall and very skinny, with elongated arms and legs and sharp teeth and claws on their hands and feet. They live deep in forests and are occasionally heard but never seen. The laughing that we heard is how they lure victims out into the forest, where they become disoriented and lost as they attempt to locate the children playing in the woods. If the victim is an adult, the presumption is that they are attacked and e- eaten. And whatever remains after the stick Indians feed are never found. The person becomes permanently lost. Hmm. If the victim is a small child, the stick Indians turn them into another stick Indian through some (laughs) dark stick Indian magic. (laughs) This is how they get new recruits. Hmm. There is much more to the legend and much more to say that others have told me since. But it is getting late and some things are best unsaid. For a long time, I didn't feel like I should carry tales or hazards, hazards the risk of upsetting natives. 
natives by speaking these things aloud. So until now, I've kept these events mostly to my spell. I respect the forest, mysteries, and natural world of indigenous people and horror their beliefs and honor their beliefs. The story of stick Indians would be just another interesting tale for me if I hadn't experienced them myself. As such, I was privileged with the information I describe here and believe to rely, <clears throat> believe I relate as honestly and accurately as I am able. Maybe it wasn't real, and maybe you don't believe me. I don't. Or maybe there's an explanation for all that makes sense. But know this. As a practical manner, warn your children. Tell them not to follow the sound of children playing when they are in the woods. Tell them this is to follow. Tell them another typo. Tell them is they follow. Tell them if. If. They follow the sound of children in the distance, they might get lost and never come back. Like other legends and myths and tales, there is a kernel of truth at the center, and some truths are bigger than others. For me, I don't know what to think about what happened to us. I only know that it did. That was my original foray into stick people. Hmm. What'd you think? That's a whole creepy pasta right there. Um, I think of Blair Witch Project. Yeah. <laughs> obviously yep and then um and also there there's one um because you know we we're, we're kids and we have the internet mm -hmm. so we obviously look up conspiracy theories um there was one like youtube video about these hikers who got lost mm -hmm. in the himalayas and <clears throat> their campsite was found and they were had all run out of the tent in various directions yep yeah it's i think it's more of a phenomenon of like shared hallucination if anything, I'll, we'll get into that at the because end. that's that's a real thing, yeah, for sure. Um, so, anyways, that's where my mind goes with that. Yeah. yeah. So, stick people. I'm not gonna call them stick Indians because that's insensitive. I think that's why it's been oh yeah changed or whatever. <laughs> stick people. Stick people. Okay. Um, I'm actually not even gonna call them stick people because originally they were called little people oh really <laughs> i think there's a there's a more it's like it's stay yaha um uh -huh. there's no way i pronounced that right okay that's like the um like a south american term for it no it's a native american term mm. for it um but like i said stick indians stick people little people it's stay yaha and spirit dwarves hmm. um they kind of originate in the Northwest. Apparently, mm -hmm. that's where like this all kind of um, started. But the earliest dated, guess where the earliest dated came from? Ireland. No, no, no. In the Northwest. Oh, in the Northwest. Watch your tapping. Northwest. Oh, sorry, my bad. <clears throat> uh, North Dakota. Um, close. Not really, but close. Yeah. But think time frame and who. Time frame and who. Uh, Apaches? Is it Apaches up there? Or? Well, the earliest North American written form, uh -huh. Lewis and Clark's journals. Oh, really? <laughs> 18, oh, my God, dude. 1804. Okay. Um, so here's an excerpt from Goss, who was part of the Lewis and Clark expedition, and Saturday 25th, August of 1804. Two of our men last night caught nine catfish that would together weigh 300 pounds. Damn, that dude, holy is wild. Right? They, they, Nine they, catfish? They think that it was channel catfish, and there's other accounts. So in this one one thing, there's like several journals from the expedition from different people. There were nine catfish. Apparently, five of them weighed more than 100 pounds. Dude, so a lot, maybe a lot of exaggeration, but still, 
Big catfish. That yeah. was my thought, too. Huge. It's nuts. The large catfish are caught in the Missouri with hook and line. Captain Lewis and Captain Clark went to see a hill on the north side of the river where the natives will not or pretend they will not venture to go and say that small people live there, whom they were afraid of. At 11 o'clock, the gentlemen not having returned, we set sail with a gentle breeze from the southeast past, past Black Buffs on the south side and continued on non <clears throat> on nine miles and encamped. Two of our hunters came in who had killed a large elk, yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. The two men that didn't return, they come back the next day. Um, okay. So yeah, it's right. not like they left. And but, yeah. so, Goss or whatever, not the most. He's not Lewis. He's not Clark. So mm -hmm. here's an excerpt from Clark, who doesn't go in as deep as Goss did. Um, a little bit, I don't know, whatever. Clark, one evidence which the inns give for believing this place to be the residence of some unusual spirits is that they frequently discover a large assembly of birds about this mound, is in my opinion a su sufficient proof to produce in the savage mind a confident belief of all the properties which may be ascribed to it. So, hmm. they just, that's his, like, yeah. he doesn't say what uh, it it's, is. It's, it's bogus, yeah. whatever, yeah, um, play it off. And then the other thing that was interesting is that earlier in the journal, uh, Clark makes note of the fact that the mound seems to be out of place and not naturally produced there. Hmm. Um, and then upon further inspection, he's like, yeah, it just seems out of place because it's a mound in the middle of nowhere, mm -hmm. surrounded by flatlands. Like, mm -hmm. it's just yeah. weird. They dig into the mound at all or anything like that? Nah. Has anyone since found this mound? Oh, yeah. Yeah? It's oh, a known mound, oh, okay. I think. Um, uh, like I said... It's a popular mound. Not much on this. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. right. Um, so, the physical appearance of these little people is varied. Um, mm -hmm. Some, most... Almost all accounts is that they're humanoid, right? They right, have right. human-like features. Mm -hmm. um, and then, the big thing is that they're small. Um... However, different variations say that they're the same size as humans. Some are humans, and then you get into Bigfoot. Okay. I'm not going to, like, everything <laughs> all, leads to It Bigfoot. all goes back to Bigfoot. Um, they sound apparently <laughs> like babies. birds or other animals. And then the powers, they're thought to be able to mentally manipulate humans mm -hmm. by inducing dread, confusion, and anxiety, mm -hmm. specifically targeting people who are alone in the woods. Mm -hmm. We'll get into that later. Um... So, many stories, like the first one, say that they lure people in by mimicking the cry of a child, or some go as far to say a woman actually making words, crying for help. Hmm. Um, they're considered to be nocturnal, and this is the other thing, it's believed that speaking their real name out loud would provoke an attack, so it's one of those things where it's like... Uh, hmm. What is it, a Wendigo or whatever? Oh. If you say the word Wendigo, you'll be... Whatever. Yeah. So let's take this time. I was thinking say, more like Voldemort. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there we okay, go. Yeah. Okay. Voldemort. Anyways, yeah. let's take this time to say, in no way do I pass on any negative thoughts to our listeners. Oh, yeah. Apparently that's the thing you're supposed to do. Of course, right. Should I say it too? Yeah, go ahead. And I I don't pass on negative thoughts to our listeners. Um, Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but not everything about these dwarves is bad. There are good guy dwarves. 
Um, oh, damn. So, no, yeah. I definitely don't. I want to meet these people. No, because some believe that the little people were almost fun-loving mischief makers. Mm. In a lot of stories, mm. it's not just about them killing wandering strangers. Apparently, the reason they're called stick people is because they used to come into camp and poke their sticks into tents and prod people and wake them up uh, as a prank. These yeah, guys were yeah, pranksters. Yeah, right. Apparently... They just liked little, small, jovial pranks. Mm. And it was believed that these do-gooders had a soft spot for children and would mm. take them away from their bad or abusive parents and would nurture the child if they were left in the woods. Mm. So you can see where it's like... Getting some rapey vibes from these guys. Not going <laughs> to lie. Yeah, <laughs> not going to lie. But you not can see where some of this, like, the story kind of evolves, right? You have these right. small little creatures that may be fun-loving having pranks. Mm-hmm. They actually, they don't steal children to yeah. turn them into their I could, recruits. I could see it. They foster them, you know, kind of like, uh, what was it? In Romania, the wolves fostered... Oh, Romulus, Romulus and Remus, Remus. Yeah. yeah. And then they killed each other. Yeah. But, um, I could see it, you know, you're, you're, you're part of this little mystical group of woodland creatures you got to keep it on the down low at the same time you want to have some sort of interaction with the human folk every once in a while you poke a couple tents you're not supposed to be seen they see you then you just have to kill them you know yeah. it's it's all fun and games until <laughs> someone realizes your identity you have to wax them yeah so take a child or two maybe. this is where it's like you know little people i mean it's throughout we're, we're talking about it there they were originally like little people dwarves in history, in fantasy, in mythology, we've got dwarves, we've got gnomes, we've got pixies, we've got leprechauns, mm-hmm. right? Does this sound like a leprechaun? Yeah. You know, yeah, right, right. All over the place. Um, even as far as like the spirits, pygmies. Yeah, like, exactly. I was literally gonna say that. Yeah, like you know, in Greek mythology, it's 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 all over the place. We mm-hmm. have little people, so it doesn't surprise me that. Uh, that this made its way over to North America. The interesting thing is that I did read an article that somebody was saying that European influence can't be found where Hmm. a lot of the stuff that they're talking about is closely related, but typically you can find the European influence. Right. This, there is none. Yeah. Now it's like only one article. Right. Right. Who knows? Yeah. But it is what it is. So that's the little people. That's the dwarves. There's more about it. You can look it up. There's a, you know, if you look up um, stick people, mm-hmm. if you Google stick people, you're not going to find anything about them. You're just going to find stick drawings. <laughs> That's why if you Google stick Indians, you will find it. Or if you look up little people, hmm. um, you'll find it as well. Hmm. Look up the prior mountains in Montana. That's where Lewis and Clark okay. found it. But like you said, it is a universal thing mm-hmm. of stick people like in the Appalachian mountains specifically hiking mm-hmm. that's where you find a lot of stories and that's where we'll get into the theories of it for me i think this comes from the point of when you're walking in the woods alone you become very aware of your surroundings and your sense and your vulnerability as well exactly yeah. where You know, you start hearing voices, uh, hallucinations, whatever you want to call it. I did do a little search into this. Um, studies show that between 5 to 13 people without mental disorders claim to hear voices at some point in their life. I think that's 
should be way higher. F- five in 13 or? Five to 13 percent. Five to 13 percent of people. Well, yeah, of course. I think it's way higher than that. Right. I, I think that everyone at some point in their life has heard somebody call their name. Yeah, right. Them. You know, like, yeah. I think it's way higher than that. Right. I think this study was more so about, like, hearing voices and having conversations. Specific hallucinations yep. where it's, like, more than just hearing something. Yep brief like so that's where i think this kind of all originates from all this kind of bigfoot bigfoot's another thing but like these voices in the woods you have to give them a reason Mm -hmm. and then what is that reason well i didn't see anything but maybe it was little people Mm -hmm. like because the other thing is that they found in burial mounds was skeletons of dwarfs but you know What's the proper term? Little people. Little people. Yeah. <laughs> like real little, little like yeah. as blo- I think right I think dwarf is uh like more accepted than midget. I think oh, I think yeah. yeah. Anyways. Um yeah, no, but what's interesting about that too is that like if you think about these native peoples, a lot of them are pre literate, like the, those cultures they didn't have science, they didn't mm-hmm. have writing even. So they're faced with this problem holy hell, a lot of people are freaking out and hearing these voices in the woods. Yeah. Okay, maybe maybe even if it's not true, mm-hmm. we concoct a story about what it is and we come up with a solution to that story. And even yep. if it's not true, people believe it is. Mm-hmm. So they just believe in that. And then instead of freaking out and running helter-skelter through the woods and getting injured and all that, they just remain calm. Yep. Yeah. So the other thing that I looked into is... Uh, I think it's scopathasia. Have hmm. you ever heard of this? No, I haven't. It's the feeling that something or something or someone is watching you, hmm. even though you can't see them, hmm. which is a very real feeling. Mm-hmm. You hear It's stories. common, too. It's a common yeah. feeling. I think that sometimes, you know, it's unwarranted, but you hear stories all the time about hunters mm-hmm. or hikers that are walking through the woods and the hair on the back of their neck just rises. Mm -hmm. And then on the way back, you know, they turn around and they see eyes. Yeah. And it's a cougar. It's a cougar that has been stalking them. them. And it's not that you can just feel it. It's that the environment, right? Because things get quiet. Why do they get quiet? Because other animals know that the cougar's there, and they Mm -hmm. they fly away, and it gets Mm -hmm. silent. Mm -hmm. Because the environment's changing, because you hear a twig snap the way that it probably shouldn't, and you don't understand that, Mm -hmm. but your subconscious... But your body does, yeah. Right. So that's where this kind of all comes from in my mind. Yeah. You know, by no means am I an authority on stick people. Right. The other interesting thing is that uh, one thought is that the name stick people... Um, started because of outcasts. Oh, really? So it was one of those things where a tribe would throw somebody out. They like an outcast or a hermit. Oh, I thought whatever. you meant the band outcast. <laughs> no, 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 I was no, like, no. Where are you going with a this? A tribe would, would okay. throw somebody out, and then they would just call that person a stick Indian mm-hmm. because he lived in the sticks by himself. Okay, yeah, right, right. And then that attaches on to other things, and it all kind of you know everything yeah. leads to Bigfoot. Well, yeah. So I had that's... I had an encounter with stick people. Oh yeah, time. not really, but <laughs> it was a scary, scary encounter in the woods. We were hiking the AT in college, and we ran out of water, and I had to go get water from a little stream, mm-hmm. and it was night, 
it was like just turning towards night. Perfect. And um, dude, creepy just being out at night in like late autumn. Yeah. No leaves on the trees. All you hear is the clunking of the sticks. Clunk, 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 clunk. You wouldn't even believe it. Sounds like people just clunking them together, and these giant trees just like it's way loud in the forest. But you just get this feeling that like something something weird is going on here. Yeah, like you don't want to believe that you're alone. You don't. Like, you don't want. You do want to believe you're alone, yeah. but you simply do not believe that you're alone. Exactly. So That's where yeah, the fear comes down. yeah. Right. Yeah. No, that's cool, man. That's a deep dive. It wasn't very deep, but I thought it was interesting. Yeah, no. Let's stick people. Let's hear about COVID. Oh, God. Holy hell. Jeez, man. Okay, so first and foremost, I want to uh, say right off the bat that coronavirus is a conspiracy. <laughs> Just to say the most. No, I'm kidding. Um I don't believe that. This is more just like a deep delve into um, just some unanswered questions that I've had about COVID-19, just kind of like sifting through the many theories and hearsays that I've heard from a million and one different people yeah. of a million and one different political affiliations. And uh, so, yeah, I, I just... Um, I chose it just because, not because I think it's a conspiracy, but just because I think there's a lot of conspiracy theories or theories surrounding it. Yeah. There are not, you don't think there are. Yeah, I mean, there are. Yeah, it's not, I mean, there, that's been a big clickbait subject is conspiracy theories in this uh, pandemic. Yeah, let me get a piece of metal. Where'd you get your shot at? What's up? You got your shot today, right? Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. Check it, make sure. Oh, well, yeah. Here, check out my microchip. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Recent, I'm trying to like come up with a quick advertisement for like Microsoft or something like that. <laughs> Just uh, have you updated your Windows on your computer? <laughs> Anyways, um, so I got some like questions that I wrote down yesterday, and it literally was like an hour of just thinking about different questions that I want to write up. I have when, where, how, and why did coronavirus originate? Uh, we have the Wuhan lab theory, past versus present public image, because originally when this was presented, it was very much so, don't talk about that. You're awful for talking about that. No scientist believes in it. Mm-hmm. Zoological transmission theory, the details of validity. Um, it's a lot more scientific than my stick people. Well, yeah, it's pretty... Well, <laughs> but by no means more like agreed upon even that's the scary part a lot more scientific but still like entirely up in the air um vaccination passports and id cards the idea of them being entertained in the uk now as well is this a segue into communism in foreign countries that's a whole different discussion i haven't gotten into that um another another subject stimulus checks who and what did they actually stimulate did they actually oh, stimulate so local economy? COVID. You're going into the effects the of effects COVID. The effects of COVID, okay. yeah, yeah, exactly. Everything leads to Bigfoot. Everything, um, everything goes farther. Well, yeah, we're going to get all the way back to this is someone ate Bigfoot's ass, and now now we have COVID-19. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, uh, this Okay, so this is an interesting thing, because I've been on the internet. As, as I said, you're a teenager. You've got the internet. You can either look at porn or you can look at um, conspiracy theories. I looked at conspiracy theories. That's just me. Um, Who doesn't? 
loonies, yeah, honestly. Crazy yeah, crazy people don't look at them. Um, so our National Intelligence Council, back in like 2008, has put that, historically they put together these things called global trends projections for 2025, 2030. Yeah. And they pretty much say like, hey, here are some possible scenarios that are going to happen in the next like 20, 30 years. Yeah. And um, so there's documents from 2008 projecting in 2025, like widespread pandemics, um, cultural Marxism being spread through like uh, inclusion and diversity programs. It's just, it's scarily accurate. So going through that. Um, Wuhan lab, what is it? Why does it exist? Uh, Chinese Communist Party and the lack of transparency. Uh, Dr. Fauci, mask mandates, take backsies, emails, bonification, etc. All that. Because it's take been. Take, well, it's just like, I don't even know what to call it because, like, that's not even just him. That's like World Health Organization, too, has made statements that they have said with confidence and then retracted like yeah. not even a month or two later um the media's portrayal of vaccine hesitancy quote-unquote and other conspiracy theories so like lumping in vaccine hesitancy with the conversation of conspiracy theories uh yeah like recently that alabama doctor that came out and like I think that it might have been real, but it's definitely more fear-mongering by the media than it is an actual thing. Yeah. Have you heard about this? That no. Alabama doctor that uh, came out and said, pretty much the quote was, you know, I have young patients that are begging me for the vaccine, and I have to tell them that, that it's too late because they they're, oh, really? they got the coronavirus, this new one that's coming around. Oh, really? And it just was one of those things that it struck me, and it was just like do we really need this? Like, it's yeah. not that bad. This is fear-mongering. Hmm. This is, you know... Yeah. You know. That's Interesting. The, that's the, the Interesting. portrayal. Is yeah, when I went to, um, when I went to the CVS to get my vaccine today, they were pretty much like, yeah, I mean, especially since there's a new variant coming around, like, you should definitely get a vaccine. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's just... Uh, okay. Masks. How effective are they? Uh, public gatherings who did and did not get shamed for them in 2020, the media and the contribution to the political division within the U S and the world at large through COVID-19. Mm-hmm. And I guess just, I want to look at different, uh, <laughs> You're so much. I know, I know. Seriously. <laughs> I no, I want to be freaking thorough about this because like, it's such a hot topic that people just make these really uh like inflammatory comments on and they never expound upon them yeah and that's the whole reason why they get away with it it's because no one actually looks into them and can say oh i've actually researched that yeah i've only done like three hours clicking around um that's a lot of questions you gotta answer i know i know i know okay so let's see (laughs) (laughs) i've got like three pages of notes right here big arrows okay okay all I have right now is like some topics about where and when and how maybe it got started. Okay, hit me with them. And it's all still to be determined definitively. Okay, so the World Health Organization states on its website that December 31st, 2019, in Wuhan, China. Um, that this was the first reported case. Uh, CDC says that February 2020 in the United States, the first reported case. Um, 
from like what I found from different like different scholarly articles, mm-hmm. it's probably a month or two earlier that it originated. Yeah, that's everything that I've heard is that yeah. like it's it's earlier than December, yeah. and that you know it. You know, you hear it's pinned on China. It was yeah. China. China created it. So it's all, all right, kind right, of stuff. right. Yeah, you exactly. Know, Dad even people. you remember that? Dad thought was pretty convinced that he had had it like in November. Well, yeah, exactly. Like a yeah. previous strand. Right, right. So um, the thing where it gets confusing is that like coronavirus in human beings and coronavirus in bats is it predates this like. By yeah. a while, COVID. It's why it's COVID nineteen. Yeah, it wasn't exactly. because it was found in two thousand nineteen. Yes. It's not it like the, the first. 19th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. The only thing is that, like, from what I understand, they haven't been able to find a definitive, like, either animal host that's got the virus in it that could transmit to human beings. Yeah. Or an intermediate virus. So they're still kind of looking into the zoological spillover. So we don't really know. So we don't really freaking know, man. That's like the the crazy thing about this yeah. is that it's like, but also um, when the whole SARS outbreak and like the swine flu outbreak happened, like there was a lab leak that led to um, what's now known as swine flu, like a novel influenza that happened from Russia in like the 70s. Yeah. And that developed into swine flu uh, in like, 2010 or something like that okay but they didn't realize or fully track it back to a lab leak until like i don't know like 30 years later or something like that anyways yeah shit's wild you know uh so i have one article that dates the first case of covid19 to what's it say as early as november of 2019 Mm mm-hmm and they claim like 95% accuracy and probability with that claim. And then uh, you look at the comments and it's like, well, this is all under the assumption that it started in Wuhan, definitely. Yeah. You know, then there's other claims that um, there are cases as early as August in Italy. So there's those. Yep. You know, August of 2019. Um, let's see. Yeah, right. And then they say, you know, it's just different numbers from different people. And it's not even like we have World Health Organization. Then we have, um, damn, I didn't write these down. I wrote down the names of the articles, but not like the websites that they're on either. Yeah, some people saying that it could have been in Italy since the beginning of autumn of 2019. So, you know, like I gave it like an hour of just looking into that one subject and was like, all right, well, my head is thoroughly fucked right now, so yeah. I don't know what to think. It happened in 2019 sometime. Yeah. May- maybe it could even be that it's just, like, a variant of a coronavirus that's been in human beings for a long time that just modified. Yeah. And finding that seamless point of modification without having enough highly regulated blood sampling, who knows, man, you know? Um, but... We have the zoonotic uh, versus the lab leak theory. We have the director general of the World Health Organization, who's currently trying to investigate the lab leak theory in China, mm-hmm. and they're being uncooperative, per usual. Which, yeah, which is not which something... doesn't help at all. <clears throat> it doesn't you know? help, but it's also like 
can you really look at that and be like, they're not cooperating? That's no, they no, don't you cooperate can't. on you can't. anything. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not even just on that one subject. Yeah. It's it's literally on like everything. Um, they probably just don't want foreign people coming into the country, like you know, like any yeah. communist party, like any communist country. So, and you know, they're probably a little bit paranoid that. Especially if it's a U.S. run investigation, then that's biased. Yeah. Let's be honest. Like, that's not an independent investigation. That's uh, that's a blatantly biased investigation. Uh, we got the CDC, who's made a statement that says we don't know exactly the source of the current outbreak, but we know that it originally came from an animal, likely a bat. That's probably true. Yeah. But it still doesn't mean that it didn't come from a lab. Or yeah, lab-related, right, right, right. you know. Mm-hmm. So they're keeping it kind of open on that one. Um, Science Magazine, I think in June. No, no, in May. So this was published amid, like, all the Asian hate stuff in May. Said uh, a zoonotic and lab leak theory both remain viable. And pretty much said, like, an actual independent investigation into Wuhan, China would be really good for everyone in the world and that China is not being uh, reliable. The World Health Organization did an investigation, but it was like the Chinese uh, the Chinese group of mm-hmm. people. It was a joint thing between WHO and the CCP of China. Mm-hmm. And CCP of China pretty much collected the info, the data, the samples for the studies, and then everyone else just interpreted them so that's obviously like no one's gonna feel super sound about that um so yeah and then there's all this back and forth too they call the uh, who probe incomprehensive because of information withheld um and then there's other articles saying that the lab leak theory is divisive i have this nature.com article that i looked at uh, divisive COVID quote unquote lab leak. Mm-hmm. Important to put it in quotation marks. Debate prompts dire warnings from researchers in response to it's in response to the science article. So posted like two days afterwards. And yeah. here's a quote. Allegations that COVID-19 escaped from a Chinese lab make it harder for nations to collaborate on ending the pandemic and fuel online bullying, comma, some scientists say. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> And then, like, you read through the article and you just don't see any citations from these yeah. scientists who are supposedly saying it. They talk about, like, how can you say that right now with all this Asian hate? And this is, like, nature.com. They, pu- they publish, like, plenty of scholarly articles. Well, I keep looking. And then, you know, I look at one of the things. They, they quote this Republican, uh, Matt Gates, who just tweets definitively, the Wuhan virus came from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. We were right all along. Just that's, no, it. that's it. That's all he <laughs> says. And then he posts a video and it's just him saying that over and over again yeah. in different interviews with Fox. And it's like, you provided no evidence and have only stated an allegation, whatever. But uh, also like Democrats are pushing for more thorough investigation. Like Biden himself has yeah. called for this too. Uh, the World Health Organization themselves have said that it was premature to rule out a potential link between COVID-19 pandemic and a lab leak. So that's the general director of the World Health Organization. 
Um, Australia, EU, Japan, they all call for better investigation. Um, and then I just like ask a question, is it more important to have, is it important to have a solid conclusion about how a massive pandemic originated? Obviously, yes. You know, we want to be able to learn from this. Yeah. But, um, so I read that article from nature.com and then I continue searching and I find another article a month later from nature.com. Quote, unquote, in theory, COVID-19 could have come from a lab in a few ways. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you guys just, like, make no comment on how even just a month before you were calling this a divisive thing. It's going to stunt it. Yeah. Now you're directly contributing to the same thing. Yeah. So it's just, uh, it's just maddening. So you have Wuhan, China. You have two labs in Wuhan, China. You have the Wuhan Centers for Disease Prevention and Control. That's uh, a biosafety bio level two. And it's 250 meters away from the Huanan, Huanan market, which is yeah. where this wet market was at. Uh, that's where the zoonotic theory says it's come from. So with the lab leak theory, there's a couple different ways that people think that it might have happened. And that's from uh, researchers going into bat caves mm-hmm. and contracting it there themselves or contracting it within their uh, laboratories and spreading it. Yeah. So that's that's the uh, the Center for Disease Prevention and Control. Then you have the Wuhan Institute of Virology, Biosafety Level Four. It's like the highest level of pathogens mm-hmm. that you can contain, <clears throat> to public knowledge. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like you know, yeah. uh, so like they're both right there in Wuhan. Let's stop there. Level four, really? That's the highest. Really four? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really? Like right? That. How? Like, what's the scaling? There's like a level five. There's dude, level ten. Let's be honest. Uh, brief synopsis and conclusion that I've gotten from this. Uh, consensus is still out about the exact origin of SARS-CoV-2. The zoonotic spillover seems very possible and reasonable, but lab leak theory is still probable as well. Even a probable only means like 1%. Mm-hmm. It's too much of a percent to be just, oh, whatever. Yeah. You know? Um, Chinese government remains uncooperative in nurturing an independent study to determine the origins of the virus in Wuhan. I think the lab leak theory will remain a valid concern until a, a thorough investiga- investigation is held into the Wuhan lab and it's either proven right or wrong. Yeah. Which by now is not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Know, like, how, how long have they yeah. had to cover up anything right. that it has? Exactly. Know? Exactly. But who knows? Who knows? You know? Um, yeah, it's just, yeah. Uh, or B, a discovery of a credible viral or animal host intermediate yeah. is discovered. So that's as far as I got with it, dude. And like, I still have, I still have this whole list. That question. was, that was one bullet point. Yeah. One, two, three. No, like one, two. I still don't know the in and outs of the zoological's transmission theory. Yeah. Like of why they think that that's. I know on a like on a structural level why they think that the virus might have been spread like that, but yeah. like just as far as like if it was through a wet market, why in Wuhan and not in other places in China? Yeah, too. That's that's uncertain. But yeah, I got like twenty different bullet points to figure out with this. Yeah, I'll probably look into it more and probably just like take a break from doing it every once in a while, just yeah. to like look at fucking fairies or we'll, something like that. So. Uh, well, maybe we'll have like a section where it's like COVID update. COVID update. <laughs> so yes, yes. More. I'll definitely do that, man. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, that's, uh, you know, the COVID thing, the big thing with me, you went way more technically into it yeah. than, like, I have any interest into. Okay. But that's you, dude. Like, you want to know the finer. My question is, like, why, if, if it was created, right? why was it created? Right. For like, what use? Like, what, like, why yeah. were we... You know, did we need to have people inside? Is this for facial yeah. recognition? Is this so that we could have yeah. a vaccine? Is this because some of the more conspiracy theory? Type yeah, of conspiracy yeah. You kind of. You, I'll you, definitely look into that. Yeah, I've, it was more fact based for sure. Mm-hmm. It was interesting, which I wanted it to be more fact based, just because. You know, I want to show that I'm capable of looking at the facts of it before I go into the real crazy conspiracy theories. <laughs> you don't want to be... So right now, I'm the crazy one. Well, I'm the stick no, person. No, And you're the, you're the fact <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the fact finder. Um, no, it's just that you're the fun one and, and I'm the boring one right now. That's what it is. So, okay. Yeah. I've never been the fun one. I will yeah. hold on to it as long as I can. Oh, definitely. Next sure. week, Pegasus. Yeah, Pegasus. Pegasus. <laughs> um, yeah, no, for sure. I feel very, like, underwhelmed by the subject that I picked now. Yeah. But, um... It's interesting. It's, it's interesting. timely. It's Mine timely. Is, it's practical. You know, watch out when you're in the woods. Don't well, follow yeah. voices. Seriously. Yours is... Hey. Hey. <laughs> Can we get a credible news source? Can we get a credible news source? Yeah. Which that much. in itself is... So, yeah. in the future, we will dive into other theories. I think, um... I kind of like this. Two... Two and one. Mm-hmm. Do you like... I do two? like the two in one. Or yeah, do you want to sure. tackle one thing and come together? Um, I would like to do that too. Yeah, maybe know? we'll tackle something. Yeah, I don't think we have to specifically, you know, do one or the other. Yeah, I think it'd be cool to find find like a a subject that we both agree would be fun to look at. Oh, I'm sure that'll yeah. be completely easy. Yeah. But for the time being, that's our first podcast. It's hot in this closet. Yeah, no, it got hot. So it well, got hot once we started talking about well, COVID. We got, yeah. So. Well, do you want to? Do you think that's because? Well, it's because I got my shot today. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, if you would like to ask us a question, give us a suggestion, you can send us a tweet. This is, I've never been on Twitter, but at eggs kraken. We, we didn't have kraken eggs? I don't really know how Twitter works that well. I just put kraken eggs, like you see the top bit. That's what I put in, and then it created this. Eggs cracking. So what the hell is this? <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, at eggs cracking, not like a crack, but like the K- mythical. K R A K E N. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cracking eggs. Cracking that's, that's what the whole thing is. We got a sound bite coming at you soon. To yeah. Play the sound bite. <laughs> Amazing. So, oh, okay. Well, I can edit this out. Edit this out. Oh.